welcome to the Bare Naked Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Simmons. I am a psychologist, humanitarian, and entrepreneur. If you're new to our show, the Bare Naked Podcast is about truth and authenticity. It is about creating an atmosphere where we can have courageous conversations without judgment. Our goal is to cultivate healing, understanding, and transformation. In short, our show is all about tackling taboo topics that we don't want to talk about, but we really need to talk about, um, and it is about getting our healing through those discussions. So thank you so much for being with us today. In today's episode, we are talking about coping with grief and loss. This is a topic that's especially important at this time because we're in the holiday season and this is the time where people really feel the the loss of those individuals that are no longer here with them. And it can be a particularly difficult time. So to join me in this discussion today, I have a wonderful guest that I know you all will love. And she is none other than our very own Mrs. Dole Sarmu. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Dolly Sarmo. Uh, I'm a banker by profession and I'm a wife. And I'm just excited to be here and discussing this, uh, this topic, which I know it could be a very hard one for most of us. And, you know, I'm just here to give my side of, of, of the story of, of grieving and, you know, how we can all cope with it or how we are coping with it if you have experienced it in life. So, I'm excited to be here. Really, I'm so excited to have you. We're ha- we're happy to have you here as well. Um, you know, we're we're talking about grief, and we're you know we're talking about grief and loss in particular. And when it comes to the issue of grief, it's something that most, if not all, of us have felt. We've all gone through it, but sometimes it can be hard to define. So I'll give a very simple definition of grief. And then I'll ask you, why do you think it's so hard for people to talk about it? So when, when we think about grief, we're, th- we're talking about a deep sorrow or pain or emotional suffering that we experience whenever we lose someone or something that is near and dear to us that we absolutely value, right? So grief is simply... Uh- deep emotional experience or suffering that we have in response to losing a loved one or or something. I think it's important for us to keep in mind that grief is really a natural response to loss. Unfortunately, because we don't talk about it as much, whenever people are grieving, sometimes we think something's wrong with us because we're the grief is felt so deeply, right? So from your perspective, why do you think it's difficult for people to talk about grief, to talk about their grief experiences? So, I mean, with grieving, it's, it's just sometimes it's a bit of an inner thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like a private thing. Sometimes people, it's hard to accept or come to term with, okay, I just lost somebody who maybe I was really close to or someone who meant the world to me, or just someone who that I live with or I see on a daily basis. So to come to terms sometimes talking with uh, talking about that is like the acceptance part for me. Like, okay, yeah. if I'm talking about this, it's real. If I'm talking yeah. about this, it happened. So, mm. you know, I'm going to just keep it inside. I'm just hold on to my thoughts and just, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Sometimes it's just too painful to talk about, to, you know, let out your feelings and say, hey, I'm, I'm experiencing this inside. I'm, I'm feeling this inside. And, you know, maybe keeping it inside makes you feel like, okay, um, I got this or I, you know, I, I, I don't think it's happening. So, you know, the, the more I don't talk about it, yeah, it's not that real for me. So, mm. you know, so most people, will 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 feel that way and decide not to talk about it or you know you know talk on the subject just the fact that yeah I, I, I don't think you know I want I wanna go into that. I don't wanna 
you know, live that reality for me right now. So I think most people might not want to talk about it because it's the acceptance part. Is the okay talking about it is real, you know, yeah. which yeah. is 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 hard. You know, it, it, I don't want it to feel. I don't want to feel the way that I'm supposed to feel because keeping it inside and not talking about it, you know, is is like okay, this is really not real. You know, it's just going to be here for now. Let's just put it on the side. So yeah. and we'll deal with it later. And I don't want to talk about it. So it's just like, I don't want to accept it. Basically, yeah. in my yeah. understanding, like some people talk about it besides it being painful, you know, bringing up, you know, the person you just lost and thinking about, you know, all of the happy memories and things that you guys share. You're not ready to, you know, face that reality, you know, for most people. So not talking about it is like, yeah, that that's the mechanism that I I, I would use. I'm just going to keep it that way. You know, to cope with this, I would not talk about it. You know, just keep it inside. Yeah. yeah. That's such an excellent, those are excellent points, you know. And so what I heard was that sometimes people don't talk about it because the pain is just that deep. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. and And in order to not necessarily have to, deal with the reality of that pain it feels easier to just not say anything and and just kind of like keep it within and the other piece that you said that i heard mm-hmm. is that talking about it makes it real it, it's no longer a thing that may have happened it is a thing that definitely happened it makes you have to face the reality that wow this is truly the case. That is final. It's not a possibility anymore. It's real that this thing actually happened. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. As you were talking about the whole idea of getting to acceptance, what I thought about was like the stages of grief, right? So there are, there are, mm-hmm. most people are familiar with the five stages of grief. It's been extended to seven, but for the sake of our podcast, I'll, I'll talk about the ones that's more, that's more people are familiar with, which is the five stages of grief. And one of the very first stages that's mentioned is denial, where you're in such a state right. of shock and you don't want to, you don't want to believe that it's true. It feels like it's- things are happening outside of you that, that this can't really be real. So have you experienced that? Like, is that relatable? Does that sound familiar? That, that first stage, which is denial that this isn't happening. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I will probably touch on that later on in our conversation. So, yeah. um, denial, denial, denial is, is, you know, people, I read about that and you hear about it and you'd be like, but why? Why would someone want to deny the fact that something is happening? You know, denial is 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 so real because I've experienced it um and recently. So yeah. if someone passed away from you, someone you care about, the first thing you oh no. You know, in my head and most people that I talk to, oh yeah, I just put it in my head like this person traveled. I don't yeah. want to accept that they're gone. I don't want to accept that they're no longer with us. The first thing I'm going to do is just deny the fact that they just, you know, passed away. So mm-hmm. I would just say, oh, yeah, they, 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 they went somewhere. And you just yeah. put yourself in that denial stage. And it helps you cope within the, the moments of that, you know, that passing of, of your loved ones. So mm-hmm. if someone just, you just put yourself in that, in that category, like, oh, yeah, it, it's, I'm not accepting this. It's not true, you know? So the yeah. first thing is you're going to be in denial. And yeah. that happened to me. Yeah. So it's like, like, really? It's such a shocker. And mm-hmm. you go like, mm, I don't think this is real. This can't happen to us or my family. Or yeah. it can't just be in our family or, in, you know, in our midst right now. This is not true. It's not real. And then you yeah. just get into that denial stage, you know, until yeah. after a while, maybe you, you then get to the funeral maybe after all of that and then you start to come to another realization about yeah. you know okay this is kind of happening mm-hmm. then again you, you you're still in that denial stage it, it, yeah. it depends on individual like mm-hmm. how long you want to stay in that stage you know sometimes yeah. like for me 
right after the funeral, I started to get some type of acceptance that this just happened, you know, mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. it already happened, I was there when it happened, but yeah. I couldn't accept it that it was yeah. happening. So it's just, you know, denial stage is real. It's, it's very real. real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, I think it makes sense to kind of go, to just go right into your personal experience with grief, you know, at this moment, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, have you experienced grief? Um, and, and if so, what did it feel like for you? And we'll, we'll squeeze in time to kind of talk about the stages of grief, but I'm more interested at this time, you know, in like, have you experienced that? And what, what was it like? What is it like for you to be grieving? Um, so for me right now, um, so, you know, I was just put it out there. So recently I lost my mother-in-law and for our family, it came as a real shocker because it's like the very day that she passed, I spoke with her. So, you know, like it was on a Friday and it was like yeah. eight o'clock and then I got this call and she calls me a certain way that I know, you know, she's in a good mood. She's happy. You know, there's no sign of anything. Yeah. And, you know, you're just happy. Like, hey, come over, come get X, Y, Z. And I said, you know, being lazy, sometimes we have the tendency, sometimes you come from work, you don't yeah. want to get up and drive again. And, you know, so I was like, oh, I'll come tomorrow. And tomorrow did not come mm -hmm. because yeah. it was like on a Friday, on a Saturday and boom, she's gone. So there yeah. was no, you know, let me say a few last words or, you know, this person is sick. You know, you've been to the hospital a few times and you guys can sit down maybe and talk a little bit, you know, you know what the final thoughts were, but nothing. Yeah. It's just happened. Boom. And she was mm -hmm. gone. So. It, it was just like, oh my God, this just happened. And, and so quickly. So for yeah. me, right now, like experiencing that and yeah. we're still going through it. Like the first thing was, oh my God. Like you think sometimes people will last like forever. We all know we're not going to last forever. We're not here to last forever. But you, you build that in your mind, especially when you see someone every day, you talk to them every day, you have that connection with them. And my mother-in-law and I, we had our own special bond. We were like, yeah. you know, I was more of a daughter to her than even our daughter-in-law. Like, you would not even know if I didn't tell you, you know? Yeah. So for me, it, 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 it has been very, very hard. Mm -hmm. It has been, like, trying times. It's, like, comes in waves. You know, mm -hmm. it's been just four months. So yeah. I'm still mourning. I don't know if you yeah. notice I wear black, and I wear mm -hmm. black since... Her passing and we've been mourning her since then but it's 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 it's, it's a hard one it's yeah. very very right now in this in this moment yeah and mm -hmm. and you know I'm, it, it's still fresh and you know my heart still breaks for you and and for the family you know um you said it well you know i i came to realize that you and your mother-in-law were more mo mother daughter than anything else you live so close to each other that oh, yeah. that's your oh that's your ride or die you know you talk I every ride. day uh, you know that and she's also the glue right kind of like the matriarch of the family the one that holds everybody together and and yeah, when you yeah. when you lose that just the pain and how disorienting that can be just it, it disrupts everything that you've come to know as being normal for your family, for the way that everybody functions, you know? It does, you know, um, just two days ago was her birthday yeah. and it was, a, it was a terrible reality for all of us. You know, my husband mourning his mom, you know, I'm here, his dad. So it, it, was, it was a trying moment, you know, yeah. we, we, we went to the grave, you know, just to see, you know, just to stand there and just say, hey, happy birthday, happy heavenly birthday. like. We would say, you know, uh, on, on the side of the, the world and it was like, wow, so she's not here because usually, you know, the soup, the pepper soup will be on the fire, you know, yes. we'll cook the, storm, the beers in the fridge and yes. it's cool. maybe if it's a work day, she's calling me, you coming from work, you coming over here, you know, I have X, Y, Z, what are you bringing? If I, what are you cooking? You know, what are you bringing over? And we're having plans and, yes. you know, it's our first Thanksgiving 
you know, without her and she had planned this whole family get together. It was supposed to be happening this Thursday. Everybody's mm. supposed to be coming from out of state and we who here locally will, you know, make some plans and we're always just doing a family thing. And now she, the whole thing just went away and I still cannot believe. And to be honest, you know, coping is like, how, how, how do I live without this person that I talk to most days when I'm even on my way from work? You know, she calls me all the time and it's, it's like, Sometimes I don't still believe it. Yeah. I listen yeah. to old voice messages. You know, that's a way of coping. Like yeah. looking at videos, we have several videos, dancing, you know, singing and backyard, like celebrations and all of those moments. And I just look back and I said, oh my God, you know, those, those videos and voice messages are my way of coping. I'm yeah. a way of saying like, you know, she's still with me. I can yeah. hear her voice. I can watch the video and mm-hmm. it just keeps me in a subtle mode because without those, I don't know how I'll cope. I'll cry every day. Yeah. So, yeah. so kind of, you know, remem- remembering <laughs> her and remembering, you know, her voice and the things that she would want you all to do and, and just being able to reflect back on videos and yeah. pictures it kind of keeps the person alive. It keeps their memories alive in, in your heart as you're grieving, you know? Oh yeah, um, definitely. There's just, there's so much there, right? I, I think when you talked about it being her birthday, I was thinking about how sometimes even in our grief, even when you're beyond, cause your grief is still fresh. It's four months, right? But mm-hmm. it may be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, it's important to remember that there will be, uh, there may be trigger moments for us, right? Like birthdays. Oh man, this is mom's birthday at this time or Thanksgiving. Wow. Thanksgiving was her time, you know, or, 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 uh, uh, Christmas, just these markers that kind of remind you of that person. And, and sometimes you may think you're, it's hard to even exp- or even fathom now, but you may think like, oh, I've been good all year. I'm doing well. And then out of nowhere, there's just one thought or one, you know, one event that's happening that brings her back to your recollection. And before you know it, you're kind of overwhelmed again with those feelings of, you know, of grieving, Definitely. of loss and all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I even have, I even have friends who lost their parents or one of their parents like earlier on in their lives and they're grown, grown adults and they still can get over it. Yeah. You know, they still are in, you know, some moments they will cry. Some moments they think about and it's like, oh my God, this happened 10, 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and it just comes fresh. So I would say that there is no, way of getting over a loved one but you learn to live with the fact that they're gone that's that's Mm -hmm. that's 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 it for me you will not get over it you won't say oh yes uh it's been 10 years we're done no Mm -hmm. it's been 10 years of living without this person but you have to live to um you you would just have to live with the fact that they're gone but you will never get over it yeah. Because it's just, it's a human being. It's someone that you know. It's someone that you love. It's someone that would, like had an impact in your life, mm-hmm. you know, one way or the other. So there's no way you just can toss that memory aside and say, I'm done. I'm done grieving. I'm done, you know, thinking about this person and it's over with. No, you live that moment the rest of your life. Yeah. And for us, that's the reality because we have not had this in our family you know, and experiencing this for the first time, it's like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. I feel for, you know, all those people, all those funerals we went to, we didn't even know the depth, you know, yeah. of how these people were coping or what they were going through until you experienced it. And then you, you really come to a different realization mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and say, yeah. wow, this is a yeah. whole, a whole different world, like a whole world of grieving and loss and you know it's, it's just a whole different world that if you're not experienced if you have not experienced that you would not know really truly what it feels like yeah 
Yeah. And you were talking yeah. about, you know, you were talking about friends who have lost their, their um, maybe mom, dad, just someone that they love 20 mm -hmm. plus years ago or 10 years ago, and they still feel it, you know, um, I, I can relate. yeah, I can relate to that, you know, because I, I lost my stepdad in 2016. And, oh. you know, he was basically my, my favorite person, definitely. I've been blessed with with amazing step parents, you know, and he was my guy, you know, he was my guy and I, I turned to him for everything. And he he died of, of cancer. Right. And and the, the difficult thing is that's a whole long story because, you know, he he had cancer, then he recovered. And so you had hope. And then all of a sudden it came back with a vengeance. And you're thinking, OK, because he recovered the first time, he'll recover yeah. again. And right. and. You know, you were talking about listening to your um, your your mother-in-law's messages. You know, I, I definitely like I kept his last text to me and I, I still listen to his voice messages. It's been a long time. And even um, true confession, you know, when we're at we were doing friends, we just had our friends giving and it was such a great celebratory time. And then there was a song that came on and it was a Celine song. And I'm sitting there, I'm typing because I was working, you know, I was working on a sermon and everything. Right. And my, I just started bawling my eyes out. And I was like, oh my, it didn't click. It didn't click until like, until like seconds later. And I realized, wow, I was crying because the first person to introduce me to every Celine Dion song was my stepdad, you know? And, and, and like, it just, yeah, it brought back memories and it made me miss them so much, but like it was fond memories, but I didn't see it coming because it's been so long and all yeah. it took was a song and it just like waterworks, you know, out of nowhere, like, wow, I really, really miss my dad. Like that's so Aww, 20, 20, you know, 2016, but here we are. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I just say that to say like, Sometimes it doesn't just to, to to reinforce what you said, that it doesn't necessarily matter when it happened, that we were grieving is an individual thing and we all grieve at different times. And there are times where we're fine, but then we're triggered by something like a song right. or like uh, like a smell like, wow, that was my, you know, your mother in law favorite smell or her favorite food. Like those triggers will come up uh -oh. and it will just bring everything back to you constantly, yeah. constantly. Yeah so yeah. crazy how that works yeah you will definitely get those moments like that happened to you it happens to mm -hmm. us all the time mm -hmm. like i'll be driving and a certain song will come on and i'll say oh you know because sometimes we day i'll drive and we'll, we'll, we'll go out to the store together and i'll put his oldies and i say yeah. you know i'm gonna crank the music up really high she said go mm -hmm. for it you know she was in a friend mm -hmm. to have fun she was a lively person so i would just yeah. put the music up loud and then we'll just be jamming and then when i hear this music and i'm like oh good god oh, you know and i don't know if this happens to you but i know sometimes i would like because just out of habit i would want to pick up the phone and call like and then i'm just like oh i can't call that person you know i like i can't call him but just the because you're used to like a certain routine so mm -hmm. you want to automatically do your routine and you have to remember like no she's not there or no it happens all the there. time to me yeah in the beginning i i left from work and i picked my phone up and then i and i said oh let me call jay and i said oh 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 oh, oh. it's like and i just mm -hmm. cry right away yeah. you know you just have the moment and then you realize that oh, mm -hmm. i won't talk to this person anymore yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. it's such a hard thing to do, uh, to cope with. It's yeah. such a hard thing to live with. Yeah. But as Christians, you know, a lot of times we depend on prayers. You know, yeah. family praying. We depend on you know, uh, the family togetherness, yeah. and just God overall helping mm -hmm. us through the process. Cause you can't do it alone. I don't know about other people, but mm -hmm. my family and I, we just been depending on God because. Yeah. He's the only uh, person that is able to, you know, mend this broken heart because it is not easy. It's not easy. It is not easy. And I'm so happy that you talked about coping, you know, because you've mentioned depending on your faith, right? Depending mm -hmm. on each other because nobody should grieve alone. It's, so, it's too painful to grieve alone, you know? Oh, it really um, is. 
And then you also mentioned reflecting on, you know, maybe your boys and pictures and all of that. So you've talked about some really good, helpful coping skills that's, that, that's been helping you. Sometimes when we're grieving, um, in people's attempt to make us feel better, they may say certain things or do certain things that they think is helpful and it's not necessarily helpful. So are there, even if it hasn't happened to you in particular, but are there certain, maybe certain words or certain phrases or certain things that people may do during your grieving time that may not necessarily be helpful? So, I mean, definitely sometimes people try to help yeah, and say they want to say the right thing, but sometimes there's no right thing to say, Yeah, you know, and leaving things be sometimes mm-hmm. is the best thing you can do. Like, yes. for example, like I've had some people come in and say, you, you know, this has happened. You know, mm-hmm. she's lived her life. She's, but, mm-hmm. you know, she, she, she's gone and you guys just need to move on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't yeah. want to hear that. Not right now. I know yeah. I will move on. It's time. But just tell me I'm keeping you in my prayers. That is the best thing you can do. Don't yeah. tell anyone grieving at that moment. Oh, yeah, this person is gone. And especially when you're at that stage of not acceptance, like unacceptance, you know, you, you, you're not there yet. And then someone's telling you, oh, uh, just move on, you know. It's okay. She's gone. She lived her life. And no, 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 no. I don't want to move on. I'm not ready to move on. I don't want to hear it. Just a simple sorry for your loss or, you know, my condolences. And I'm keeping you in my prayers. You know, because with time, of course, like to say, time heals everyone, uh, wound. So yes, it will heal the wound, but not right now. Right now I'm hurting. And in order to heal, I need to feel that hurt. Because mm-hmm. if you just rip it out of me and just want me to move on, it may mm-hmm. affect me longer down the road because mm-hmm. I didn't take the time to grieve. I didn't take the time to feel this pain. And now I just, you know, have to be strong and like, oh, no, no, you don't have to be strong. You don't have to be strong at that moment. That's right. You That's have right. to pick yourself up, but you don't have to be strong at the moment. You have to give yourself time. Yeah. To let this simmer in, to let this, you know, to feel this loss of this person that you care about, that care about you, that wasn't even ready to leave this world, but they had no choice. And you know that because you talk with this person, you know what they were feeling in the last moments or when you guys talked, the last time you spoke or whatever time you guys spoke, you know, you know, or you know what you guys talked about. So it wasn't something that, you know, that was ready for. So to just keep that in mind and know that this person, oh my God, they were not ready for this. And it happened because they had no choice. I'm not ready to move on. So just just say, sorry for your loss. Oh, I'm keeping you my purse. Simple. But don't tell nobody, oh yeah, you know, it happened, just move on. Like, no. Mm -hmm. no, no, no." Yeah, yeah. You're not ready. Oh my God. You had Mm -hmm. so many good things. You know, know, one thing I... um, I often say in grief is like um, the best thing you can do when someone is grieving is to just listen. And I say listening is so close to loving that you can barely tell them apart. When you truly love somebody and they're grieving, just listen. You don't, you don't need words to just plenty of words. Sometimes we feel like we want to give them so much, but it's okay to just listen. It's okay to to say what you said, which is, you know, my deepest condolences. It's Mm -hmm. okay to just give a hug in that moment. Because sometimes somebody, they just want to just melt in your arms. And that's okay. You know, Um, you don't have to sound intelligent and wise and brilliant and say anything at all. You know, that's perfectly fine. Just your presence sometimes is more than enough. You that's know, it. Long, long after the funeral, are you still there? Because that's when that's when the reality starts to sink in, and that's when mm. you're needed the most. Are you there when everything is over? When she's now buried? When we've had the wake? When people are now home? Are you mm. there then? That's 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 the part. Are you there? You know, yeah. it, it's all nice, of course. Definitely coming, seeing the family when it's just happened. And, you know, having people around, but the main 
the most time that the family needs people is when that person has been buried because, you know, it's all about the planning and, you know, making sure everything goes right and who's coming, who's not coming and yeah. who's ordering this uh, flower or whatever, you know, just the whole mm-hmm. planning of the funeral, like people around you just, it's just like, okay, people are here. But mm-hmm. once that person, you know, goes into the ground, it's a whole different story. Yeah. Like, it's just like a, a, a paper, like you can just drop a pen mm-hmm. and just hear it. Like everything just goes silent, blank. Everybody goes back to where they came from. You know, the house is silent. You know, it's just, it's just that, that, that feeling of somebody gone that used to be there. And that's when you need a friend to come and visit and say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I hope you're doing okay. Oh, okay. I brought something for you to eat. Like I was on my way. I just stopped by. Like those little things. Yeah. After everything is said and done, because that's the moment the real hurting begins. Not when the person passed. You know, it's really after because now it's hundred percent reality. They're gone. They're on the ground. There's no, there's no bringing back. There's nothing. So definitely, if 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 that's happened to you. Or, you know, someone who's going through that, visit them after the funeral, visit them after this person is buried. It's, it is it is the time they need you the most. Need you the most, 100%. You said a couple of things that made me think about certain um, myths that people have around grief, right? Like you, uh, one thing that you said earlier was, Oh, you know, they say, oh, it was it was the person time, you know, just just move on, you know, just mm-hmm. move on, it's okay. And and you said it's not necessarily what I want to hear in that moment. Of course, in time I will move on, but I need mm-hmm. to feel all the feels, you know. Um, right. I I need to go through the process because your healing comes through being able to like sit with the emotion of it all, allow it to work its way through your mind and through your body. Being okay with crying, being okay with the snotty nose, being okay with the confusion, rather than running away from it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that that right there is one myth that people have. It's like just just go past it. The quicker you go past it, the better you the better you'll be. Right. But that's a myth, and that's not a reality. It can actually, like you rightfully stated, it could cause more harm than good because in the long run, you didn't really get to process anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, the, 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 that's just a myth. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it, getting past it is just, it's just not that simple. It's, yeah. it's, it's not that simple. Like yeah. you need, you need to take the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to take the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. You need to take the time because mm-hmm. if you don't, is going to end up way worse than mm-hmm. you, you know, initially anticipated because um, not taking the time is, is, is like, oh, just just get past it, just move on. No, I, I don't need to do that. Yeah. I need to take my time and grieve my loss and, 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 and come to realization that this happened to me or happened to my family and I need to, uh, to grieve. Mm-hmm. And accept it before I can move on. Yeah. And and it doesn't it doesn't have to be even one 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 month, two months, three months. It takes years. And of course, nobody wants to be sad all the time or knowing that okay, this person may never come back. So I'm just gonna stay in the state. No. But you need to give people time. People need time to come to term with whatever happened to them. So yeah. definitely, um, that is that is not true at all about you know just you know picking yourself up and just going and just hey you know no you need yeah. the time you have you to the take time. The- yeah. You have to- <laughs> A hundred percent. That time is needed. I think the, um, the other thing that you hear a lot of times that at least I've heard this is like, you know, Dolly, you just have to be strong, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because my first thought when people said, just be strong, it's like, what does that mean really? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, what is it? The, grieving is no time to be strong or, or, or anything like that. Grieving is the time to 
you have to allow yourself to cry when you feel like crying and yeah. you have to allow yourself to scream when you feel like screaming and oh, yeah. being emotional doesn't mean you're weak crying doesn't mean you're weak so when people say just be strong i always wonder what what does that mean are you trying to say i should ignore it and just keep moving are you trying to say i shouldn't cry which is a natural response to grief are you trying to say i should repress my all the emotions that's piled up inside of me am i supposed to just press it down and move on because that is detrimental that's not helping me in any way so what does being strong mean anyway you know it's 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 just crazy when people say that because i think they're trying to be helpful yes, you know in that yes. situation and like oh yeah i need to say some words of encouragement i need to be the person who will say this and pull this person out of whatever they're feeling but no yeah. it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. it does not work it's easy for you to sit on the other side maybe because you're not close to that person or it's not your family mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is hard for someone who's going through that and yeah. they just Yes, you have to be strong, but you have to also realize that they just have someone taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no being strong in that part. It's just like, how do I even become strong to handle this? How yeah. do I even, you know, pick myself up the floor and say, you know, I I have to, you know, I have to get up and, and, and move on and know that this person's gone. So yeah. being strong is nice and everything, but it's just not reality. It's, it's nice in theory. It's, it's nice, nice in theory. <laughs> and but that's not in reality. Supposed in to say. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're supposed to say, you know, yeah. you, you can yeah. say that because you think, you know, that's the thing you're supposed to say, but it just doesn't work that way. Give people time to to mourn, to grieve, to cry, to, you know. So, so mm-hmm. funny thing happened. I asked a, a friend of mine, you know, and I said to her, because uh, she said she's um, a Caucasian, a friend of mine. And I said to her, I said, hey, um, I've never really been to, you know, a funeral where, you know, a, a Caucasian person passed away and how you guys handle that. And I said, she said, you know, we just, you know, go to the church and then just pay your respect and that. And I said, well, if you come to this funeral and at the time, you know, we're preparing, I said, have you been to a funeral with, you know, some from, you know, uh, you know, my race or African descent, you know, passed away. Have you been to an African funeral? funeral? And she goes, she says, no. And I said, oh, okay. I said, she said, what happens there? I said, well, people let their emotions out. Um, mm-hmm. I see that in movies, you know, where there's <laughs> someone from the opposite, but just quiet and just, I said, people will scream. That got mm-hmm. out, and you would think something's happening. She said, "Oh my God, really?" Yeah. I said, "Yeah." They they will cry. They they not afraid to cry. They will mm-hmm. let it out. And I said, yeah. "If that should happen, if I should go to the funeral and just really bawl my eyes out," she said, "If you scream like that, I would call the police." Yeah. <laughs> Why you scream? Let you cry. You and know. Everybody, are you okay? We do need to call the police. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Just- so you're not allowed to 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 really burst out and cry you just grieve silently and say how different cultures are and i said you should come to this one you will be very shocked because yeah out of screaming and crying and laughing too and laughing we scream we cry we laugh you know when you were talking, I was thinking about how, you know, in, in our culture, we even have people that are mourners. Like you can you can pay people to come cry. They'll they'll feel the depths. If you want to feel what deep wound feel like, they will express it beyond your own expression. You know? <laughs> it won't be compared. You won't even you when the phoenix crying for you, you won't even need to cry for yourself, you know. No. But like uh, it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. That's so funny. Oh my God, I say yeah. She said, we will call the cops and see if you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cultural differences, man. Cultural differences in how in how yeah. we grieve. Right. Yes. And how we process stuff is so crazy. And I just laugh and say, yeah, this is so yep. different. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up that point because um, it makes me think of the other uh, another point when it comes to, to myth about grieving, this whole idea that if you don't cry, that means you're not sorry, or that means you're not feeling for the person. But you just you just gave a really good example of like not only is grief cultural, 
in terms of like different ways that different cultures yeah. deal with it. But it's also individual. People deal with their grief individually, right? Some of us will cry, we'll roll, we'll want to jump in the, you know, in the grave with our with our people. Others, well, that, they, yeah, yeah. Others, they sit there and they just kind of like they're processing it all. And just because mm-hmm. you don't see tears, you can't judge them based on their tears. Their tears does not mean a lack of care. That some or 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 you know uh, they're them not crying doesn't mean they don't care rather you know Mm -hmm. but what it what it does mean is that maybe that's not how they grieve maybe they grieve later maybe they grieve behind closed doors you know and maybe they grieve you know maybe their grief will be delayed sometimes people don't feel grief immediately they feel it six months later all of a sudden it hits them right because Prior to that, maybe they were in a frozen or a shock state for six months before it Mm -hmm. finally hit them that this is happening. So one myth that we have that I want us to dispel is this whole idea that if you really are grieving, you have to cry. And if you don't cry, that means you really don't feel sorry about losing the person or that you don't care or that you don't miss the person. Yeah, that that's 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 just a a complete myth because everybody processes grief differently. Everybody you know, just uh, have a different way of grieving. Some people, like for me, I'm a crier. I will cry at the, at the split of a second. Like mm-hmm. for example, uh, when uh, my mother-in-law passed, I went to her freezer to get mm-hmm. something from there. And usually when she was around, we went together. She would always uh-huh. say, let me go with you and I'll give this to you, I'll give that to you. And I went there by myself. And as soon as I just opened the, the, the freezer, I closed it immediately and I was like, not even myself anymore. I said, my God, what am I doing here by myself? I'm usually not here by myself. I'm here with her, you know? So I'm a crier. I will cry for every single thing. And, you know, it's different for other people. You know, they, 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 they keep, they keep silent. Even with my husband, like he's, he's the person who was just, you know, you wouldn't even, he just stays quiet. Yeah. But I know that he's hurting. Yeah, he's not gonna be balding like me. But mm-hmm. I, I see it, you know, and and I, I talk about it because I don't want that internal grief. I want you to pull it out. But everybody's mm-hmm. not the same. So, so that's a complete myth. You yeah. crying does not symbolize uh, uh anything that you don't feel sorry because you don't cry. No, no, the worst ones are the ones who don't cry because. They they process that internally, which is 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 a is a devastating part of it. I'll say I'll say most people will say cry it out, so you get right. it out of your system. But yeah. it's, it's it's different ways people process grief. So you know, don't have to feel bad if you're not crying. Some people cry like you said in six months. Some people cry in three months. Some people cry maybe within a year, and it just hits them you know like a wave and like oh my god. This happened even one year ago, and why am I crying now? So it's yeah. different. It's really, really different. So crying does not symbolize anything about grief. It, it's just how you process it for yourself. That's it. Mm-hmm. I really love that. You said it so beautifully, and and I appreciate the fact that you recognize the, dis, the, the distinction between how you grieve and the way your husband grieves, right? Again, personal. You know, you and I are both the same. We'll cry. Mm-hmm. I will cry. I'll cry. Right. Even here, you talk about your mother-in-law. I was welling up a little bit. I'm like, keep it together. Keep it together if you can. But, you know, it's, you, we'll cry. And then other people will kind of I just said, like, I'll talk about it. it is. I was like, I'm not crying today. I will. Mm-hmm. I will smile. I know, yeah. you know viewers are watching. Is like, what are you talking about grieving and smiling? Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to smile through it's it. And, you know. And yeah. just, you know, know that it's going to be okay. Because yeah. if I start to cry here, you guys will, well, <laughs> I don't know what you guys will do. So I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to talk about yeah. this because I know yeah. some people are going to be watching and yeah. they might take, you know, uh, one or two advice from, mm-hmm. from, from, from this podcast or someone who just lost someone and yeah. they're looking to see how it's for somebody else who's going through it or how they're coping with it. So. You know, we're smiling, but deep down within my heart, it's, 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 it's not easy. You know, pain is real. so it's so real. Mm-hmm. It is definitely. There's a saying that sometimes you got to smile, you know, to keep from crying, right? Like there's, 
sometimes the smile is all you have, you know, and it's okay to smile. Right. And and on that note, that just reminds me, and then we'll wrap up soon and give some advice to our viewers. But um, uh, it's sometimes when we're grieving, there are some people who think like, oh, I'm grieving, I can't laugh. I'm grieving, I can't smile. Right. I'm grieving, I can't do any of these things. But we're not robots. We're humans with complex emotions, right? So mm-hmm. you can be grieving and still find something funny. You can be grieving right. and still, you know, go and eat your favorite gelato or ice cream or whatever. You can be grieving and right. still do those things that it doesn't mean you're in a frozen state of nothingness, but rather that like the grief is a part of all the other experiences that you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard people say to me, I feel so guilty uh, uh, for, for having a good day, you know, because I, I'm supposed to be grieving. And it's, you know, my response is, listen, it's completely normal to be grieving and, and, and still have a good day. And we want to even savor those moments because it means that that was a, a, a whole day that you had where you didn't have to completely fall apart, where you didn't have to peel yourself off of the bed, where you mm-hmm. allow yourself to just be. That is okay. Like embrace that moment. And it mm-hmm. doesn't take away from your grieving process at all. In fact, mm-hmm. that very idea of having a good day is a part of your grieving process and we got to incorporate it in it as opposed to being like oh no i I can't i can't be happy today because i don't want anyone to see me smile i don't want to even have myself smile no it's a part of your grief it's a part of your grief it's a part of your healing journey and embrace every aspect of it definitely um you have to you know it's definitely part of so like laughing don't feel mm-hmm. guilty about that because if we go back to the bible like the bible would tell you that if someone dies die rejoice if someone is born cry it's the mm-hmm. exact opposite you know mm-hmm. cry for 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 the the the, the newborn you know mm-hmm. and a week for um the new person born in the war i don't know how to word that but i know the bible said that and you yeah. know and if someone dies rejoice have a mm-hmm. feast have fun but nobody wants to have a feast and have fun if yeah. there's just lost someone, you know, and mm-hmm. nobody wants to cry if a child is born, everybody wants to be happy and, you know, so it's just the exact opposite because the Bible knows exactly what, what it's talking about. So, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's just what it is, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, just uh, what it is. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, the, you know, so now I, I want us to kind of give, um, there's so, there's so much good stuff here, you know, because I mean, I, oh. I, I, but you know, we, we will go on, we'll go on, we'll go on. But I, I hope so far that people are getting, you know, some some things from what we've been saying, right? How you've coped, what's been helpful to you, what's not so helpful. Um, you know, what are some myths that we need to just get rid of, dispel? All of those things are important things to note and that it's okay that you can be human. To cry is human. To laugh is human. That just because you're grieving, you don't have to distinguish between the two. I'll put this in this camp and I'll put right. that in that camp. But they can, they can cohabitate in the same person and that's perfectly fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know we started a little bit talking about the stages of grief. I'll run through it really quickly. Uh, we talked about denial being the first stage, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's, we, we already discussed what that looked like. It's just this shock that it happened. It's like, this cannot be real. You know, right. it, it really can't be real. The and, and some people may stay in that stage for weeks, some people months, some people, it might even extend to a year. Where mm-hmm. this can't be real, this can't be real. The, the the second stage is anger, right? Where we're so angry, like for those of us that are people of faith, Lord, why did this happen? Why did yeah. it happen to her? Why mm. did it happen to him? How come it wasn't, you know, sometimes we even want him, it should have been me. We say things like that, right? Yeah. We're angry. We're yeah. angry at, we're angry at God. Sometimes we're angry at the person. Oh, mm. why did you leave us like this? Why did you leave us in this situation? And then sometimes we're even angry at ourselves. Because we're like, I should have been there. Why didn't I fight harder? Why didn't I see this coming? Even when it was abrupt, no one saw it coming. Something inside of us feel like we should have done something. So there's this anger at ourselves, at others, at the person, at God, at our faith. 
especially if you prayed, if it's one of those where the person was sick and you were believing God for their healing and you prayed and you prayed and you cried and you cried and you believed because people will say things like, just believe, you know, you have to have faith for what happened. When you fast, you pray, you have faith that to move mountains and it still happens. There is this time where you, some people may go through some, some anger at their faith, anger Mm -hmm. at their God, anger at the, you know, the pastor, anger at the bishop, you know, whatever it may be, we're mad, we're angry. So that's like a second phase or stage that we might go through. The other is bargaining. Lord, you know what? If you bring them back, I would I would not do this again. Or if you just bring them back, I would do things exactly right. If you bring them back, all the stuff that I promised I would do, I would do. We're trying so hard to bargain. Like, come mm-hmm. on. I'll give something if you give me back my loved one. I'll give mm-hmm. something if you give me back the thing that I that yeah. I lost, right? That's that bargaining stage. And then we get to a place where the fourth stage is then uh, uh, depression. Yes. That's when it really hits, man. And that's when somebody have to, if you're married, just be grateful because you will take turns peeling each other off the bed, forcing mm-hmm. the other person to brush their teeth, to wash yeah. their face. Who's going to cook for us today? Nobody want to eat. You know, mm-hmm. we can't sleep. You know, that's it's that stage where it really has hit that, man, this person that I have known and loved for all these years is no yeah. longer here with me. Right. And we go into a state of depression, a lot of sadness, a lot of crying, a lot of fatigue, a lot of I don't want to do this. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't think. Straight. Oh, yeah. All of that. That's that depressive stage. And then if God blesses us, we hope to get to a place where we can get to the point of acceptance, which was what you mentioned earlier. Right. And acceptance doesn't mean, oh, and I forget about the person. Acceptance simply means that I accept that the loss happened. And that I have to put one foot in front of the other, but that their memory lives on and that they'll always be in my heart. And I can always turn to that voice message or to that video or to their favorite food or to go to that refrigerator and think about them, that freezer and think about them. Right. It's just accepting the reality of it. And that's the stages. Right. And I think something that's important to know is that these stages don't happen sequentially. Boom, boom, boom. All the we can rotate through them. Depression can come first and then denial will come later. You know, anger can come first and then it come later. We might land on acceptance. And then the next day we're like, I'm depressed all over again. And we go through that cycle until we're finally at a place where we feel a little bit more healed day by day. And that's just, that's just with time, you know, again, you know, it it doesn't happen, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like you said, it's it's not like a rude thing. Like this has to happen first, second, third. Mm-hmm. No, it could just be a mix of emotions happening all around the place. Like yeah. just different different ones. Like I felt anger. Like mm-hmm. you know, oh, I I why, you know, mm-hmm. why why did this happen? Like we pray, we ask you, we believe. Even when the doctor told us, oh, prepare yourselves. Was like, nope, we're not, we're not, we're not going to because it's not going to happen. Yes. In the name of Jesus, you know. Yes. As, yeah. as believers, we, we put that right out there. Everything he said, we, we will combat it with, you know, with prayers, with, with scriptures, with everything. And that poor man was just trying to give us, you know, his his, his, his um, medical medical um, advice, um, advice and, and, and everything. And we were just like combining that with prayers and everything. And at the end of the day, it didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. Does that mean that, you know, God didn't care or, you know, prayers don't work? No. It's just that it was her time in in a sense, like that was when he wanted her home. And no matter what you said, it doesn't mean you have to listen. That like the pastor told me, like not all prayers will ever be answered. It doesn't mean that he didn't hear it, but it wasn't something that, you know, it was aligned with God in the terms that he was going to, you know, fulfill for you. So it's just, it's just that part. And, you know, it's just yeah. that part of it. Yeah. You know, my, my, my bishop always says it's not about the number of years, you know, it's about did you fulfill your assignment, you know, mm. on this, this earth? How many lives right. you touched? Did you do what you were called to do? Because, you know, Jesus' time on earth, was, you know, like his ministry was three years. That was it. 
it was three years of his ministry and he was out of here. He's like, peace has been real, you know? Wow. Uh, but it's not, and there's so many other people who look at, look at Dr. King, right? Died right. at a, much younger than some of us, but like, we're still talking about him today, right? It's not about the years that you live, but rather, did you fulfill your assignment? Did you impact the life that you needed to? Did you leave something positive on this earth that people can reflect on and say, you know what? Uh, Manje was here. Oh, you know, uh, Kona was here. That's my stepdad's name. You know, like they left their mark here. And that's, and, and that's what it's all about, oh, yeah. you know? We will never have all the answers to everything as to why things happen. Um, but we can rest assured that nothing catches God by surprise. And it, he wasn't like, oh, I can't believe this happened. You know, and it's like, it, it's right. just like it happened. We don't understand it. It hurts so bad. And we just have to get to a place where it's like, okay, I accept that it happened. Now, how do I commemorate this person? How do I live a life? that makes them proud, right? right? How do I, you know, as a family, how do you get back together and kind of put mm. one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, one moment at a time and create this new um, fulfilling life that still keeps her legacy alive, even Definitely. in her physical absence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So advice time, advice time. What are, what are some advice that you have for people who, are grieving, you know, at this time, because you never know who needs to hear what we're talking about, which lives are being touched. I'm always amazed since I started this podcast, how we'll just have these conversations and we think it's nothing, but so many people send messages in, you know, in my DMs or personal um, or, you know, uh, messages that it warms my heart to see the way in which it's touching them. And I think what we're talking about, Dola, this whole idea of grief is one that all of us or most of us can relate to, and mm-hmm. we can all take something from it to just try to cope. So what advice do you have for anyone that's currently grieving that you want to you know, kind of bestow upon them or leave them with? So uh, what I would say is um, if you're watching, you're listening, and you just had someone you know, passed away or you're grieving, maybe someone passed away years ago or recently or however long it had been. Take your time, I will tell you. Um, Do not feel the need to feel guilty inside that you're hanging on to this uh, memory or this loss for a long time because this is a person, you know. Even if you lost a pet, people still feel a certain way. You know, more talk about a human being and God knows who was that person to you. So I would tell you, take your time, you know, grieve. Take your time to understand what really happened, that all has happened to you or your family and process it the best that you can. Um, And just um, if you're a person of faith, pray. Um, and that really helps because we just don't want to lean on our own understanding. If you're a person of faith, ask God to give you the strength because sometimes we feel like we can do so many things for ourselves. But there are certain things, especially when it comes to loss of a loved one, you need that special grace. You need that help. And I, and that's where I stand. I'm, I'm a person of faith. I, I trust God and I'm a follower of Jesus, so I, I speak on that. And I just say prayers have helped us. Families have been there. Friends have been there. Their prayers have been keeping us. And I would say um, keep God close. Um, take your time. Don't let nobody feel like they need to rush you into moving along. You will move along, and it's all going to deal with time. Once that time comes, you will know it. You will feel it, and you will know that it's time to move on. Listen to whatever voice messages you have with this person, pictures, memories that you guys share together. It will help ease the pain. Sometimes I lay in bed in the morning and I just play a video of us and I just laugh, you know? And I'll be like, and I just move on. I will laugh about that. Before when I see the video, I'll cry. But I'm at the stage where when I see the video, I now laugh. So it's time. Time will heal any wound. So just take your time. 
you know, but just why you doing that, just remember to take care of yourself too, you know, because there's no going back. This person would never come back. It's just how we choose to deal with the loss of this person. So I also take your time and put God first. It will come together. You will feel yourself. You, you will get past it again. Yeah. Oh man, I love I love your advice so much. I mean, there's not much to add. You can just tell you spoke from the heart and you're speaking mm -hmm. from experience, you know? Um, oh, everything yeah. that you said, I don't want to have to repeat it. Everything that you said is 100% on point. Um, ultimately, I think it's important to acknowledge your pain. It's okay. This this hurts and it hurts really bad and it's mm -hmm. okay, you know? Um like you rightfully stated, everyone grieve differently. Don't don't let anyone squeeze you into a time frame. Oh, it's been a year now. Move on. No, if you're still grieving, you're still grieving. You yes. know, um, I, I I think something that's come in handy, and I'm so grateful that you brought this up, is for people of faith. That is their anchor. That's what that's what keeps you up because you know that there's something on the other side of this life that you have to hold on to. That I'm gonna see my loved one out, you know, one day outside of here. And right. that's what you hold on to. That's that's our faith, that's our true north, that's our anchor, right? And so if you're not a person of faith, turn to your turn to family and friends mm -hmm. and you know, just you need that support to fuel you because there's nothing worse than trying to grieve by yourself. Right. Um, I think it's also important to take care of yourself. Self-care is critical. Grief can hit such a deep wound that it can make you not want to do anything at all. And if we're not oh, mindful, yeah. we can stay in that place and we go further and further and further in. And that's not necessarily what we want to do. Right. So self-care, um, if there were things that you were doing before you lost the person, Keep doing those things. Don't get rid of your your hobbies. Don't you know say, oh, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. Oh, if you used to, I don't know, you used to write. I'm not writing anymore. If you you know you were horseback riding, you know I'm not horseback right. riding. The things you used to enjoy, walking, you to keep that. walking, hiking, keep hiking, running, keep running, music, keep listening to it, just to continue that routine so that you don't completely get out of sort and and right. have grief overtake you um and then right. lastly i would say feel all the feels if it's mm -hmm. there's a time for everything if you want to cry cry if you feel like laughing because something's funny laugh if you right. want to scream scream all of those things are important to do but really you at when it's all said and done dull it like you rightfully stated with time the thing that used to hurt so bad it's not that it no longer hurts at all, but it's it's a lot more manageable. With yeah. time, you can you can savor the moment. With time, you can laugh about things that you were crying about. With time, oh. you you're no longer feeling like I'm completely isolated, and this would never this would never this stage would never pass. But you get to a place where you say, "Wow, I can't." You know, this time last year, I was mm. in bed seven days, but look right. at me today. I'm at work. I went to work. You know. This time last year, I couldn't eat at all. But today I had some kind of hell of a buffet, you know, um, that, that you, 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 oh, yeah. time you see your, you know, you see your progress, but your loved one's memory stays and it lives on. And I think that's, that's what keeps you going. Yeah. Just hanging yeah. out to those memories and just remembering this person and, you know, living life and going through life with them in your yeah. mind and in your memory and that is huge that will bring yeah. you so much comfort and so much peace and just continue to do the things that you guys if you have thanksgiving every year as family continue to do that and just incorporate that person and you know ask questions you know at the table like oh yeah what would this person say if we had said this or what would this person do you know talk about it and you know that would that would ease the pain just just keep the memory alive that's it just yeah. keep the memories alive a hundred percent. So with that being said, I mean, I'm so excited, Dolly. Thank you so much for joining me for this particular episode on grief, coping with grief. 
your your expertise, your your addition was everything. I I really loved what you had to add and what you had to say. And I'm sure that the people that are watching, that our audience will appreciate your wisdom because you had so many gems, so many, so many nuggets of wisdom that people can use. And, and I know, I know in my heart of hearts that it will bless somebody. I know in my heart of hearts that it will lift somebody's spirit, that it will give someone hope. And what I was hoping for is you 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 brought that and then some. So I want to take this time to thank you so much, not just for your time, but for your availability, all of you for pouring out on such a difficult topic. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Any last minute? Oh, thoughts? definitely it has been my pleasure being here and you know discussing such a uh, a hard topic, you know, such a delicate topic, and it's it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on this amazing podcast, and uh, I hope that definitely that it bless somebody's heart and gives somebody the strength and the tool to go on in their grieving process. So it's been a pleasure being here. I'm excited. And, uh, and I hope uh, I'll be back again sometime. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure you will. We'll have a panel next time about some interesting topics. But, you know, for the purpose right. of this one, man, we nailed it. Um, so what what um if you're if you're watching of course as always we're pleading please if you found this episode to be helpful please like it share it subscribe it um listen you can you can find us on YouTube or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast whether it's Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts please listen there give us a nice review and share it with your friends because you really never know who needs exactly what it is that we're discussing here. Until next time, I will leave you as I always do. Be the light that shines in someone else's darkness. Thank you. Thank you.